The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Just make sure you use that promo code PODCAST1 so that you get the 50% sign-up bonus today. He's Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. That is the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. Only one man has ever won it twice. Our guy, Steve Fezzik. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Have a bunch of different podcasts for you that you should check out over at RossTucker.com. But I love this podcast. Absolutely love it. Have a blast every Sunday following my bets, following my picks. We are all in this together, my friends. And speaking of that, by the way, all in this together, before we review last week, Steve, if you really want to all be in it together, get the BetQL app already, if you haven't already. It has sharp data for both NFL and college games. Their best bets have been incredible. Their, their best bets, if you've been following the BetQL app's best bets, They've been very, very profitable so far this year. Plus, just with the app, you can stay up to date with line movement uh, and track the lines leading up to kickoff. Those best bets are proprietary algorithm information that they shoot out to you based on what they're seeing. Plus, if you live in Jersey or PA like I do, you can get exclusive offers from sports books that they only give to people that have the BetQL app and then use the BetQL's data to make the right bets. Go to the App Store, Google Play Store, whatever. You know how to get an app. It is the Bet, B-E-T-Q-L app. Steve, like we always do, we will start with last week, which was... Kind of a roller coaster. It's crazy how many bets we each made. I guess you only made four. I made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And we both came out flat. Totally flat. Totally even. Which 
I guess is a bad thing because if you come out even, Steve, you're losing. But a good thing in the sense that you could have had action on a lot of games, made a lot of games really interesting and entertaining, and not really lose very much money. Your thoughts? Yeah, and last week was a week it was good for me to be selective because i got to be honest, as far as what I expected versus what occurred, I had a really good read on the NFL up until last week, and I was surprised by many of the outcomes. Totally agree. Uh, It was, I mean, some of them I, well, we'll go through them. Let's just go through them. It's easier to do it that way. Much better to explain it while we're doing it. By the way, several people pointed out to me either in email or Twitter that our guy, the Birdman, Todd Bergman, at L Birdman on Twitter, does an outstanding job grading us every week, that he missed uh, a couple weeks ago, Steve, that evidently you had given the under on the Lions-Eagles game. So, uh, and you had lost two units on that. He had not graded that. So, um, f- coming into week four, I am up 12 units. You are up 11 units. Since we were both even, I'm still up 12 units. You're still up 11 units. So, we're still double digits in the black, which is nice. Thursday night football was the Eagles and the Packers. You leaned to the over. Uh, that would have been a good bet, Steve. I took two units on the Eagles. Thought they had a decent chance to win the game outright. Loved them getting the four and a half points. They did win the game outright. Obviously, that was a good one there. Neither one of us did anything with the Titans or the Falcons. We had our first best bet last week, Steve. Patriots and the Bills. We both took the under two units, 42 and a half. And man, did we nail that one. 16 to 10. 16 10. And honestly, Steve, I've never seen a defense, I can remember, do that to Brady with three and out after three and out after three and out. Yeah, New England blocked punt touchdown. So, frankly, uh, should have only been 20 points. So, um, I was very surprised to see New England have so much trouble moving the ball. Yep, good thing we took the under. Then we have the Chiefs and the Lions. I put a unit on the Chiefs laying six and a half. And even though they won the game by four and I lost, you know what? They could have easily lost that game. That was not the right side in that game. They got a couple benefits, I feel like, of some tough breaks against the Lions. So that was just a a bad bet by me. Kudos to the Lions. They're better than even I thought they were. And the Chiefs aren't as unstoppable as I thought. We both leaned Oakland in that Raiders-Colts game. We should have taken them, Steve. They won the game outright. They were getting seven points. As for the Chargers and the Dolphins, I leaned Miami. You put two units on Miami, getting 16 big ones. And they had a 7-0 lead. You're getting 16 points, 7-0 lead, and they still blew it. The Dolphins are a disaster. They really are. 0-4 straight up. 0-4 against the spread. Got the Dolphins rated now 16 points. Worse than an average team. That's the worst rating I have ever had for an NFL team since I've been doing power ratings. Let's get to Giants and the Eagles. You leaned Washington. Boy, I felt good about the Redskins. I put two units on them. 
That was a bad, bad pick. Although, in fairness, and we could talk about this, Steve, I did not know that Brandon Sheriff, the right guard, wasn't going to play. And I really didn't know Terry McLaurin, their star rookie receiver, wasn't going to play. Case Keenum, I thought, would come out and play well against a terrible Giants defense. He didn't. He played really poorly, and they were missing their third and fourth best players because their first and second best players, Trent Williams and Jordan Reed, already don't play. And the score was 24-3. to That stinks. And that, that's always an age-old debate, Steve, about making the bets earlier in the week to get ahead of the lines and the number versus you know having more of the injury information. Your thoughts? Yeah, McLaurin really is important because that wide receiver core for Washington is so poor, and he, McLaurin's been so good. Um, it's a balance, you know, and if you um, wait to the last minute to have perfect information, oftentimes you're going to get the worst of the number. But in this case, the money just kept coming in on the Giants, and it made sense with the late injury report. Moving on, Cleveland and Baltimore. I put one unit on the under, 45-and-a-half. I thought Cleveland's defense is playing well. Their offense is in a rut. You put two units on the Browns. Man, you were all over it. Browns hammered the Ravens. It went way over. That was a stunner for me. That one wasn't even close. Carolina-Houston. Panthers were getting four-and-a-half points. I put two units on them. They won the game outright, 16-10. to 10. So I got two more units there. Then it was Bucks and the Rams. I put one unit on the Bucks, getting those 10 points, and they won the game outright also. So I got another unit there. Then our other best bet was the Vikings and the Bears. Vikings getting two and a half points. We both put two units on them. They lost 16-6. to 6. And I think we're at the point now, Steve, he's cost me at least four units this year, or at least they have. I think I might be done with Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I just don't think I have the stomach for it. Your thoughts? I'm certainly done with them on the road. Um, wow, did he play a bad game. And little revolt in um, Norseman uh, land. I know Thielen and Diggs very upset about having a $84 million quarterback that can't throw them the ball. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Jags, Denver. Jags were getting three points. We both leaned Jacksonville. We should have taken them. They won the game outright. Cowboys and Saints. Cowboys were laying two and a half. I uh, went ahead and laid the two and a half. One unit on the Cowboys. They lost the game outright. They scored 10 points. That was a stunner for me as well. So I lost the last unit there. We both passed the Steelers and the Bengals. For the year, I am up 12 units. You are up 11 units. And we are now 7 of 10, 70% on our best bets. Week 5, here we come. And the lines, of course, Moving forward, and as they have every week so far, been presented by betonline.ag. Use that promo code podcast. One, Ross, let's start off with Thursday night football. It's the Rams at the Seahawks. Seattle laying a point and a half with a total of 49. And I would just add to that and say, I'm going to win the podcast one Sportsnet challenge against like Shaq and 
Dan Patrick and these other guys at some point. And so make sure you have a betonline.ag account so that when I win, I'll say, hey, tweet, tweet at me your account number and we'll put $100 in five of your account numbers. But you have to have an account number ahead of time. BetOnline.ag. Promo code is podcast1. I'm going to pass this game. I, I'd probably lean Seattle. They're so good in primetime games. It's a short week. It's a Thursday night game. But the Rams were also kind of embarrassed, and I expect them to bounce back and play better. So this, this is a pass for me. Probably a, a, a very slight lean to Seattle just because the Rams aren't playing real well. I'm going to like Seattle. I'll put a unit on them. I certainly have concerns with the Rams offense, with Goff and with Gurley. And let's face it, Goff was really good last year because Gurley set up the play action for him. And Gurley is simply just not getting many touches. I think that his knee issue is much more than what is being discussed and, or has been discussed going back to the playoffs last year and when is Gurley going to be the least effective I'd make the case for a short work week here on Thursday I just don't know how many rushes he's going to get considering how little usage he's been getting year to date Uh, only 49 rushes for 219 yards so I think that that is a major advantage for Seattle I will take the Seahawks for one unit Steve, on to the Sunday games. Let's start in Baltimore. We'll start with Baltimore. They're at Pittsburgh. Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 44-and-a-half. So we faded Baltimore last week, and I'm going to fade them again. I want to take Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh for two units here. Uh, What has Baltimore done to be worthy of laying more than a field goal on the road here? Baltimore's defense has been a sieve. They are worst in the NFL, giving up seven yards per play and that's going to put a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson to put up points for Baltimore, and I'm still not convinced that he's going to be able to do it over the course of the year. Pittsburgh obviously got after the Bengals with the pass rush last Monday night. I like Pittsburgh two units. Totally agree. Very surprised by this line. Steelers looked very good up front, both sides of the ball. Ravens got ran over. This game is in Pittsburgh. I feel like all you need when you have a new quarterback like that is a little bit of confidence, a little bit of mojo, if you will. I'm all over the Steelers getting three and a half points here. Two units for me as well. It's the best bet. The best bet. In London, Chicago, five-point favorites against the Oakland Raiders. 40 and a half, the total, Ross. Weird one. I I never have a great feel on London games, and I feel like I never have a great feel on the Raiders. I don't like the idea of uh, the Bears laying five points. I am intrigued just with the travel and stuff by the total, but 40.5 is already pretty low. Raiders' offense actually looked pretty good against the Colts. I'd probably just lean to the under here. Well, like Chicago here, various reasons. I think the Oakland win against Indy was much more about Indianapolis compromised on the injury report. And I don't like the Oakland travel schedule going, having to go to Indianapolis. I get it. Then you got to travel straight to London instead of going back to the West Coast. But by all reports, that's not the, what you want to do when you have this game in London. And Jacksonville kind of figured this out. Jacksonville goes there almost every year. 
that um, you want to go there late in the week, not early because of the disruption. It's not like you can just bond like you could uh, picking out a facility in Youngstown, Ohio, or somewhere in Washington and bring the team together for a week. You're in a foreign country, and that's going to create too much havoc, too many disruptions with your uh, practice schedules and even the different food and everything else. And so because of that, I think that's a bad um, situation for Oakland having to spend the week in London. And I like what I saw from Chicago in terms of their energy level when um, Trubisky went down. And we, frankly, we've seen this all year long. Teams that are losing their quarterback and having a backup quarterback come in have seen the teams gel. They have a tremendous against the spread record um, across the board. And because of that, I'm going to certainly look to Chicago. Two units on the Bears. Steve, the Arizona Cardinals are getting three and a half points at the Cincinnati Bengals. The total on this one, 47 and a half. I'm going to go first half on this one. I'm going to fade Arizona in the first half, a team that just can't score until the defenses wear out. And the defenses have worn out a little bit because of the frantic pace of play for Arizona. Here's the numbers for Arizona. First quarter averaging two and a half points. Second quarter, three. Third quarter, four. Fourth quarter, eight points. So, uh, the time to bet against Arizona is early in the game. I'll take the Bengals minus two and a half in the first half, two units. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know how the Bengals right now can be a favorite like this over anyone, uh, they, although they have been kind of up and down. You know, they look pretty good against Buffalo. They look pretty good against a team like the Seattle Seahawks. Meanwhile, Arizona – Seemingly getting worse by the week. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to put one unit on the Cardinals getting the three and a half points uh, just because they're getting the three and a half points, basically. Ross, the Jacksonville Jaguars also getting three and a half points this time. They're at the Carolina Panthers with a total of 41. I kind of believe it in the Jags. It doesn't seem like Jalen Ramsey's going to play again this week. Another road game for them. and But they did get Leonard Fournette going a little bit. They do have that Minshew mania. And Kawan Short was just put on IR. I'll put a unit on the Jags getting three and a half points. I, I think they could win that game. And if you're going to give me three and a half points, I'll take it. If they do lose, I think it's a close game, maybe by a field goal or less. I'm going to lean to Carolina. You know, the Carolina defense has just been tremendous. They're giving up 4.3 yards per play. They're second in the NFL right now. And how good has that defense been? Well, Kyle Allen lost three fumbles last week, and the Carolina defense was still able to win that game outright. So, of course, I do have concerns about Kyle Allen taking care of the ball, but I'm going to lean Carolina. Steve, the Minnesota Vikings laying 5.5 at the New York Giants, 44.5 the total. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the Giants. We talked about it. Minnesota, internal problems, conflicts with the offense, wide receivers stealing and digs, unhappy, um, talking back to their um, Stefanski, saying we've got to be able to learn to throw the ball down the field, and Kirk Cousins apologizing to them for not getting them the ball. And Daniel Jones, let's face it, he just has looked tremendous in his first two games. Now he's got a much tougher task in this game, but with Jones ranked third in the league now in QBR, I'm starting to become a believer in Jones. I'll lean Giants. I feel the same way. I would lean Giants also, especially because their defense, 
Now, a lot of it was Dwayne Haskins, but their defense looked a lot better. But I'm just going to lean because I think the Vikings are going to come out and play much better. Ross, the Patriots laying 15 and a half points at the Washington Redskins. The total is 43. Still don't know who's actually starting at quarterback for the Redskins. I would be a heavy lean New England. I probably should put a unit or two on it. The Redskins are a disaster. I just have a very tough time laying that many points in an NFL game. So I will pass the game lean New England. I'm going to play under. Um, that New England defense has been so good, only giving up one touchdown year-to-date. And I can't see Washington having success, especially as banged up as they are. And frankly, I think New England's going to just try to keep Brady healthy as a 15-point favorite. And I can't see them trying to do much on offense other than just win this game by their 14 to 17 points. I'm going to go under for two units. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of that. I loved your logic there. I don't see the Redskins scoring very much on the Patriots at all. I want to get a best bet in there. You convinced me. Two units under 43 in that one. Great call. The best bet. It's the Jets at the Eagles. Eagles laying 13.5 on this one. 44 is your total. Still some uncertainty about Sam Darnold. It doesn't seem like he's going to play. Still hasn't been fully cleared, but he's taking part in team drills today. So i got to stay away from this one. I'd probably lean the Eagles. Uh, I think that they kind of got some momentum after that Packers game, but that's a bunch of points against any NFL team, especially if Darnold plays. I'm a lean Philly, but I'm staying away from it. Yeah, I'm going to pass. The Jets are a winless team off of a bye. That, in general, has been a very profitable situation to back a team. But, frankly, I'm not in no hurry to bet on Falk. And the Jets got a completely phony, lucky cover with two bizarre touchdowns in the second half against the Patriots. And I actually bet the Jets in that game. I got away with one there. I'm going to pass this game. Steve, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, what are they doing? They're at New Orleans. New Orleans favored by three and a half in this one, and our total is forty-seven. Yeah, New Orleans played really, really well on defense, and they beat the Cowboys. I still have concerns about Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Tampa Bay absolutely got after it with the upset win against the Rams. So bad situation in general. You win a game as a big underdog, and then you go on the road, and you're an underdog again. So that doesn't favor Tampa Bay, but the underlying stats for Tampa have been pretty darn good. If they just made that kick against the Giants, um, we'd be thinking about them as a playoff contender. I'm going to pass the game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put a unit on the Bucks again. Getting three and a half points, kind of like how they're playing right now. Still not buying the Saints offense in Bridgewater. Three and a half points. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks won the game. One unit on the Bucks. Atlanta Falcons at the Houston Texans. Houston favored by five here and forty eight and a half our total. So I'm I'm gonna pass this game. I'd probably lean Atlanta just because they they are so desperate for a win at this point. But the Texans really need one as well. I don't feel like I have a great handle on either one of these teams right now. This is a, a lean Atlanta for me. Yeah, I heard Atlanta 13 straight games. 
that they have gone down against the AFC against the spread. So I don't, I can't explain it. I don't know why that keeps occurring, but I know that they've lost their last two games against the AFC and now they play Houston. Um, Atlanta's underlying stats, pretty darn good. And yet they continue to underperform a lot of it. They can't convert fourth downs. I don't trust Atlanta at all. And I don't like what I saw from Houston at all. I pass. Steve, the Buffalo Bills getting three points at the Tennessee Titans. Low total here, 38-and-a-half. Need a little help with this one, Ross. Um, what's the latest on Allen and his status for this game? Still in the concussion protocol. It seems like there's a pretty good chance it'll be Matt Barkley. Yeah, and that, that certainly is a downgrade um, because Allen's um, ability to run the ball certainly helps the Buffalo offense. Um, so because of that, um, with a one-and-a-half point downgrade at quarterback, I would lean to Tennessee. But uncertainty in the game, and let's face it, that Buffalo defense was just incredible last week. I'll pass. I'm with you. I just can't do it not knowing who the quarterback's going to be for the Bills. Uh, and the total's already really low. I'm not going to try to go under 38-and-a-half. Ross, the Denver Broncos at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers laying six and a half here, uh, 44.5 the total. Interesting game. I, I feel like the Broncos are going to break through with a win one of these times. I mean, the Jags, they had the lead. The Bears, they had the lead. Now they're getting six and a half points. I was very impressed by what Phillip Rivers did in Miami with all the injuries, but they still have a lot of injuries. I'm putting a unit on the Broncos on the road getting six and a half points. Yeah, I'll lean to Denver. You're right about those Chargers injuries just getting worse and worse. Uh, Melvin Ingram is out now. Cluster injuries for the Chargers at wide receiver now with Williams, Inman, Benjamin. And, of course, they have all their previous injury issues, including their best lineman being out and their best two best safeties. I'll lean Denver. Only two 4 o'clock Eastern games on Sunday. That was one. Here's the other. It's Green Bay at Dallas. Cowboys favored by three and a half points and a total of 46 and a half. Yeah, I like Dallas in this one. I'll go two units on the Dallas Cowboys. And I think Green Bay came out of that game with some really good stats last uh, Thursday, but they also came out of it with some key injuries, wide receiver Devontae Adams. He's questionable. He's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. I think he got like 180 yards against the Eagles. They need him, and I don't. if he plays, I don't know how effective he'll be. Their left tackle, uh, I'm sorry, their right tackle, Balaga, is um, questionable. And I'm worried about their running backs with Williams concussed. That We saw what happened to that running game when Williams was out, that Jones had no holes to run through and averaged under two yards per rush and the Packers with some secondary injuries as well. And Dallas, I would argue, good spot coming in off of a loss against the Saints. I think the Cowboys get back on the winning track. Cowboys, two units. Wow. Yeah, I thought about that as well. Green Bay, I thought Aaron Rodgers kind of got his, his, his juices going a little bit against the Eagles, but that run defense was scary, especially going against the Cowboys. I'm going to pass the game. Sunday night football, Ross, Indianapolis at Kansas City. Chiefs laying 10.5 points, 56.5 the total. So 10.5 is a lot. I know it's a primetime game. 
Chiefs are unstoppable. Colts didn't look real good against the Raiders, so I get it. But ten and a half points is a lot. I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna have a heavy lean to the Colts. I'm, I'm debating between a lean or or a point there. But man, I played in primetime in Kansas City. That place is crazy. Colts are still without a bunch of guys, so it'll just be a lean. I'm not gonna put a unit on the Colts. I'm gonna lean to. You know what? Actually, I'm not gonna lean at all. The the Colts. I want to lean to the Colts, but. We saw how bad they were with their injured players out. Darius Leonard, their linebacker, um, not playing. I don't know if he'll be able to play and missing T.Y. Hilton. And let's face it, the money just poured in against them. And I don't think it was pouring in on Oakland. I really think that was legitimate money just against the Colts. And given that being the case, if those guys aren't playing, I don't want the Colts to try to hang tough against Kansas City. I pass. Getting choked up there, Steve. Final game, Monday Night Football. <laughs> We've got the Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran laying three and a half points, or total 46 and a half, Steve. Yeah, this is one I bet minus three. I don't know if you can bet it minus three and a half. I like everything San Francisco has done year to date and might get a bigger home field advantage than normal in San Francisco with them undefeated here off of a bye and a big game. Let's face it, Cleveland they had a lot of um, primetime exposure lately, getting up for big games, including the game against Baltimore, and you wonder how much energy they can have left. Everyone was writing them off, talking about how stick a fork in them after they were going to lose to Baltimore, and now they've got to get up for another big game. I think there's a limited amount of energy you can have over the course of a season, and I think the energy level favors San Francisco here. I'd lean San Francisco. Tend to agree with you on that. I was very impressed by how the Browns played against the Ravens. Did not see that coming. I would lean San Francisco, but I always feel like I don't have a great handle on teams coming off of a bye. I don't know that the Browns can handle success and prosperity. I think Monday night's going to be a really interesting game and challenge for them. Uh, but I'm just going to lean San Francisco, kind of like you. Excellent work. Speaking of excellent work, you can get in even more action as it continues on Daily Fantasy at Yahoo. Better than ever this year. Yahoo Daily Fantasy just released a new $500,000 contest, the 500K Baller, that has a first place prize of 50 grand. Absolutely check it out. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week with guaranteed cash prizes. Even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can still walk away from a game with a little cashola. Yahoo.com slash Daily Fantasy. That's Yahoo.com slash Daily Fantasy. When you make your first deposit, use promo code POD25 for $25 in free play. That's POD25 promo code for $25 in free play. That'll do it for this week's Even Money Podcast. Make sure... You listen to Joe Dolan. He was great on both episodes of the Fantasy Feast. And how about Andrew Brandt dropping knowledge on this new NCAA fair pay to play rule on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.